Welcome to The Complete Angler, your source of information on the outdoor industry in central Canada. With over 35 years in the field, host Don Lamont covers topics and issues with industry leaders and influencers to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the outdoor world. And now, here's your host, Don Lamont. On this Complete Angler podcast, we talk to Aaron Dunbar, manager of the fisheries management section at Manitoba Natural Resources and Northern Development. The government recently announced a grant of $2.5 million in support of sustainability and certification of Manitoba's fisheries. This is part of an ongoing move by the provincial government to help our commercial fishers make their product available to the worldwide market. Aaron, uh, thanks for coming on the Complete Angler podcast. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Don. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, uh, you know, you're the manager of the fisheries department here in Manitoba, um, was the announcement of the $2.5 million to support sustainability and certification of Manitoba's fisheries. What's it all about? Yeah, so the Manitoba government's investing $2.5 million to establish a new program. It's called the Sustainable Fisheries and Certification Program. It's going to be administered in partnership with the International Institute for Sustainable Development. So the program is going to provide support to commercial fisheries around Manitoba to implement projects that improve sustainability and make progress towards certification of those fisheries. So the fund itself um, supports four main categories of activities. The first one is to collect uh, fisheries data that is utilized to inform fisheries management decisions. So this includes the collaborative stock monitoring program. That's a program where we partner with the federal and provincial government and nine Indigenous communities around Manitoba to collect fisheries data particularly in areas that are remote and more difficult for provincial fishery staff to get to. It offers training to those communities um, to collect data using our standard protocols and it's really valuable information for us. Uh, another category of funding is to protect and improve the sustainability of a fishery. So these can be actions such as license and quota buyback programs to reduce harvests on commercial fisheries and again, make progress towards sustainability. Um, another um, component is to provide financial support for fisheries entering into a certification process. And this one is, is a really key initiative. Normally certification is industry led, but the Manitoba government is being proactive by offering financial support to commercial fisheries who want to move forward with certification. And then the last category is activities to build awareness about sustainability and certification and to promote certified fish products that come from Manitoba. Why is this so important right now? Well, Manitoba is extremely lucky to be home to so many vibrant fisheries, which are incredibly valuable to a lot of Manitobans. The recreational fisheries in Manitoba generate over 600 million annually. Um, to our economy and the commercial fisheries generate over 100 million um, economically each year. So these are incredibly important to Manitoba, socially, culturally, environmentally and economically. And as the Manitoba government, we have a responsibility to manage these fisheries sustainably for the benefit of the fish, 
the fisheries and all resource users. And right now we are seeing a significant growing global demand for sustainably sourced and certified fish and seafood products around the world. Many restaurants and retail establishments in Canada, Europe, and across the United States have made commitments to only source sustainable food products in the future. And we're seeing this global trend um, start to impact Manitoba fisheries uh, quite significantly. Some of our largest fish buyers across Manitoba are feeling the pressure from their customers and therefore they're coming to us and raising alarm bells um, with us and commercial fishers that we really do need to make progress soon um, to improve sustainability and work towards certification. Manitoba's already lost um, you know, quite a bit of market share in recent years due to lack of certification. Um, so again, that's why it's so important right now to make sure that both recreational and commercial fisheries can continue to be vibrant in the future. I don't know if people are aware, in Manitoba though, we have five very large commercial fishing lakes. And uh, this, is, this is not a, a new push by this government didn't you start working towards sustainability in 2016? Yeah, that's correct, Don. So we've been talking about sustainability and certification for over a decade now, but in 2016, the Manitoba government provided a mandate to our department to secure the sustainability and certification of our commercial fisheries. And since this time, governments made a number of investments um, to make progress towards that mandate item. And the announcement just recently for $2.5 million is one of those investments, but we've also made progress um, across, like you said, our top biggest fisheries. So for example, the Waterhen Lake fishery is the Manitoba's fifth largest commercial fishery. It was first certified in 2014 and then recertified again in 2020. We've also provided um, significant financial and technical support to Manitoba's fourth largest fishery, which is the Cedar Lake fishery. And that fishery is currently undergoing a full certification assessment. And we've been working with the local commercial fishing association, the indigenous leadership um, at the Cedar Lake fishery, as well as the federal government for 25 years on shared management of that fishery. Uh, that included some pretty significant closures to the fisheries back kind of around 2000 to get the fishery in a place today where we think it can be achieving certification here really soon. So we should hear back from the certifying body later this year on whether Cedar Lake will be certified. So that's a, a exciting progress we're making here in Manitoba. Also, last year, um, the Manitoba government made a significant commitment of $600,000 annually in additional funding to provincial fisheries. And this is largely going to be go towards the collection of um, really critical fisheries data that will help us make decisions on sustainability, as well as they filled a number of vacant fisheries positions that have been uh, vacant for some time. So both the new financial but new human resource um, support that we're getting is really going to allow us to uh, monitor our fisheries more closely and manage them better. Well, I, I think it's, uh, it's an understanding by government that 
like you mentioned, the value of these these fisheries, both commercially and 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 sport fishing wise, uh, to the Manitoba economy. It's it's big money. Um, it's very important quality of life, and as as far as the commercial fishers go, it's it's an important part of their livelihood. For for some, it's all their livelihood. So it only makes sense to make sure you manage your fishery sustainable, sustainably, pardon me, Erin. Yeah, that's correct, Don. And as you mentioned, um, the government's made a number of investments on recreational fisheries as well. So um, a couple of years ago, we um, set up a $100 million endowment fund um, to establish the Fish and Wildlife Enhancement Fund. And so that provides um, long-term funding for fish and wildlife enhancement projects across Manitoba. And then last year, we also released our recreational angling strategy. And so currently we're working towards making um, provincial and federal amendments to regulations to implement that strategy. And that will create new opportunities for angling across Manitoba, but it will also have additional protection measures. So again, making sure our fisheries are being managed sustainably for the future. So uh, what's in the future? Where do you go from here? Yeah, so um, we just recently released two fish stock assessments. Uh, one was for Lake Winnipegosis, Manitoba's third largest fishery and another one for Lake Manitoba, which is Manitoba's second largest fishery. And we uh, recently began engagement with those uh, commercial fishers. So um, we held a series of meetings on Lake Winnipegosis in the fall, and we're looking forward to holding a second round of meetings here during their off season. So most of the commercial fishing seasons end March 31st. And so we'll, we will be holding additional meetings, both with Lake Winnipegosis and Lake Manitoba fishers. And the purpose of those discussions are to talk about how the fish stocks are doing, what is eco-certification, and why is it so important in Manitoba? And then finally, starting to have a discussion about future management of those fisheries. Another exciting thing is we are currently working on the Lake Winnipeg stock assessment. So as many of of you know, um, Lake Winnipeg is our largest commercial fishery in Manitoba. And um, we're really excited to be launching um, an updated stock assessment uh, in a few months from now. And that will also begin a process of engaging with commercial fishers on Lake Winnipeg. One thing that we've noticed during the pandemic, it's been really challenging to engage with commercial fishers. Um, but that's changing and we're really excited to get out there this spring during the off season to start to have discussions about future management management of these important fisheries. Well, that sounds like some great work. Um, there, 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 I've read your reports on Lake Winnipegosis. I've read your report on Lake Manitoba and uh, I've, I've published uh, stories on our hooked website on them and, and there's a lot of information there. For the for the anglers and the public to look at, but one of the most interesting stories that uh, I recall, and it was in your it was in your report on Lake Manitoba, was the fact that the commercial fishers on that lake actually voluntarily, most of them, to raise their mesh size from three and a quarter to three and three quarters, 
because they were seeing a loss in this in the in the number of walleye and especially the perch population had taken a dive so that i mean that's quite a story and it, it really sounds like a lot of these people are, are getting the idea that sustainability is the key to survival yeah i couldn't agree more don um the lake manitoba fishers came to us and asked to increase their minimum mesh size on a voluntary basis like you said and so that's been in place for uh, four years now. And we have seen a dramatic, you know, positive trend in the walleye populations on Lake Manitoba, largely because of that voluntary change in the minimum mesh size. So kudos to Lake Manitoba fishers for, you know, being really proactive and, and really concerned about the sustainability of their fishery because they're definitely seeing the benefits of that change now. And um, we're excited for the future of the Lake Manitoba fishery. Well, the same could be said for Cedar Lake. I, I, when I had my complete angler television show, I went up there and did a show on Cedar Lake. And I went out with a couple of the commercial fishers there. And they were concerned about the lake. And um, so they actually stopped fishing the lake for, I think it was four or five years to allow the stocks to recover. And then they, they came back to commercial fisher, uh, fishing, but it wasn't as successful as they had hoped for. And they all got together, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they really are pushing towards this uh, eco-certification. Are they not? Yeah, that's correct, John. So, you know, that's an incredible commercial fishing community at Cedar Lake. And they've worked with the, both the provincial and federal government for 25 years to get to where they are today. And um, it's an incredible story of shared management, which we did just recently publish um, a really short kind of four or five page document to share that story, which is on our website at www.manitobafisheries.com. But you're right, they have they voluntarily closed the fishery for five years, and then they also undertook a complete overhaul of the um, way the fishery is managed. So there was a, a buyout of about half the license holders on the commercial fishery, an initiative to find them new employment within the community. And that made the remaining fishers a more viable um, employment for them. And um, again, to today, we continue to work with the community towards eco-certification. We just recently completed our site visit, which is a real key milestone in the certification journey. And now it's all out of our hands and we're waiting to hear back from the certification body on what the outcome of our full, full assessment will be. So we're hoping to find out um, sometime this summer whether that fishery will become certified here really shortly. Well, let's talk about the first one that got eco-certified uh, and the only one currently is uh, the Waterhead Lake Group. And it, it's a really interesting case study because they decided to only commercially fish during the winter time. Maybe you could talk about that group. Yeah, so the water hen fishery was first certified in 2014. It was at that time, the first fishery in North America to become certified. And um, certification is typically on a five-year cycle. So it was recertified in 2019, 2020. Um, and so again, at that time, it was the first fishery to become recertified in North America. And um, we just recently um, completed a surveillance audit. So when you become certified, 
the certification body body checks on you on an annual basis to make sure that you can maintain your certification. And we just recently concluded that process for the water hen fishery uh, this year. I can remember, uh, well, I, I would go up and fish the east and west water hen. They're great walleye fisheries. Uh, so the uh, Lake Winnipegosis empties into the West Waterhen uh, River, and then it empties in the Waterhen Lake, and then the Waterhen Lake it goes into the East Waterhen, which empties into Lake Manitoba. So I decided I wanted to go out into Waterhen Lake because I had talked to some of the biologists that worked on the eco certification and to see what the fishery was out in the main lake. Well, unfortunately, it's a, it's very shallow to get out into the main lake, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to um, to to investigate. But it is a heck of a fishery for both walleye and pike, and it's it's great that they're managing it this this well. Yeah, I agree with you, Don. They are have kind of been trailblazers in Manitoba when it comes to certification. Okay, so. Uh, We've got two left. You talked about Lake Winnipeg already, so which is fine. I'm a little interested in what's happening on Lake Winnipegosis right now. Yeah, so um, in terms of Lake Winnipegosis, our recent stock assessment is showing a positive trend in the fish stocks within that fishery. Uh, one of the key, um, you know, pieces of information that we're, we're continuing to monitor is the size of the spawning stock for walleye. So unfortunately, the Lake Winnipegosis fishery has had a few poor spawning years. And so the spawning stock is, is not as large as we would like to see it. So um, however, they have some really large minimum mesh sizes in place over four inches. And so the, that spawning stock is protected through our management. And so we really just need um, some mother nature luck to have a few really good spawning years to grow that stock um, to a better place. Um, so again, we're, we're meeting with Winnipegosis fishers um, again for we did in the fall um, in person and we're hoping to meet with them again in likely later April or May to continue the conversation about next steps for that fishery. Well, I know you took time out to do this podcast from your from your only holiday you've had in a long time, Aaron. So I want to really thank you for for doing this, and I I really appreciate all the hard work that your department has been doing and and the government. It, it's a complete change from what we had in about ten years ago, and and the hiring of new personnel, data management, uh, money put in the resource, the the trust fund establishment for fisheries and wildlife enhancement. It's, it's been a total success story. And I want to congratulate you and your department for the work that you're doing. You know, thank you so much, Don, for, for your kind words, but also thank you for having me on your podcast today. Okay, well, enjoy your holidays and uh, put your feet up. I will do. Thank you so much, Don, and, and you take care. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for tuning in. Visit hookedmagazine.com to subscribe to The Complete Angler and never miss an episode.